G'day and welcome to another Green and Gold Rugby podcast. Matt Rowley here. We're sponsored by strike.com.au. Go to the website, get yourself a cradle for your iPhone in the car, use Green and Gold Rugby as your discount word and reap the benefits. Joining me now, Tim Z, mate, how are you? Very well, thank you. 124. This is the podcast we're on, 124? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll let you run it, but uh, you forgot that bit, so... <laughs> Thanks, mate. That's, that's right, um, mate. Lucky I got you here. And also, yes, yes. also got Hugh Cavill, mate. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Just had a, had a bit of a week off footy, actually. Have no you test on, no, you know, just trying to get away from it and, uh, you know, just try and relax and get my head out of the game a bit. I found I was overthinking things and... <laughs> You know, I was a bit too caught up in it. So now I'm hopefully fresh and ready, ready to go again this week. It's weekend. important, isn't it? You, know, yeah. you, you can't, you can't live in the bubble. You, you got to get well, out. Well, people of the bubble talk. I mean, you know, people talk about players burning out, but it's easy to forget that fans, you know, yeah. also also have uh, you know burnout after a long season. So yeah. uh, well, it has been yeah. a long one for us, right? You know, we got the Lions. Geez, we you know we ramped up to that. Yeah, I mean, I think all over the site. I mean, this this the first half of this week, it was pretty quiet on the site. I've got to say, there's some really cool stuff starting to pump through now, including um, very close to publishing. I'm just waiting for his approved revision. Our first ask backies in a long time. Oh. Um, yeah, so we're bringing we're bringing our favourite agony aunt backies both are back. Um, you know, just in time for the the, the, the spring box clash. All the way from France. Uh, indeed. So, you know, that's the, it's the time zone thing that's mucking us up. But, uh, yeah, when we got it's, – it's a cracker as well. So I think everyone's going to like that. Um, yeah, I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, the, the, I, I found it hard to get my head in the game the first half of this week. Um, I had Bob Dwyer lined up. I called him on Sunday night, and he said, Matt, I haven't got anything. I can't really – you know, and can we, can we do it next weekend? I said, yeah. I think everyone kind of felt like that. But it's all starting to happen the back end of this week. Um, we've got a Safa guest coming on in about 10 minutes' time. Um, the guy who runs greenandgoldrugby.co.za, big jolly win. He's going to talk us through what's going on with those guys. Um, before we get to him, though, let's get stuck into... We had the team announced today, right? Yep. And there was uh, talk about who was going to come in, who was going to go out. What actually happened, Timsy? Can you? What were the changes? Well, for the better... I think there's been a couple of good changes. Um, we've got Quaidy back, Suncorp Stadium. It's going to yeah. happen. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, you know, the, the dynamic duo, Will Genier and Quade Cooper back together again. Tamua to bench, right? Yeah. Tamua to the bench, that's yeah. correct, yes. Uh, so, you know, Brumby's bench halves, mm-hmm. red starting halves. Yeah. Um, don't know if you want to read anything to that. I don't see provincials when I look at my Wallabies, so I uh, don't yeah. really know. All that sort of stuff. Nick Cummins has come onto the uh, to the wing. The Badger. And uh, Izzy has dropped back to 15 with Jesse going to the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, up front, Sakopi Kepu comes mm. into the starting uh, tight head. Mm. Uh, what other changes have we got? Um, nothing more in the starting side. But uh, on the bench, we've got um, Jake Schatz, the... Mm-hmm. Uh, 
this year's Stan Pilecki medalist has yeah. uh, earned himself a bench spot at the expense of uh, Liam Gill. Mm. So that uh, points, points a little bit to, to what Link might be thinking. Yeah. So, Barber, looking over these changes, what's your take, mate? Well, I think this just shows that Link started finally reading my texts because uh, it's a it's well, you, a bloody you've been, good you've been texting him, have you? You've been bombarding oh, him. Yeah. You got hold of his you got hold of his number, true stalker style, and you've been texting him. Well, I mean, and, and at this point on, he, he's been ignoring my proposed changes. <laughs> but uh, this week, he's obviously seen he's the came. light he's because, uh, geez, that it is a sensational looking team uh-huh. with. Uh, just a few minor changes, and it's the ones that most people, certainly on the forum and on the blog, have been calling for. A little bit more starch in that back three with Izzy Folau moving to fullback and the Honey Badger coming in on the wing. Um, Cooper coming in to uh, Suncorp against the box. They're, they're two sort of... Uh, that's a dangerous combo for Cooper because he plays really, very well against the box, very well at Suncorp. So I think that might be a bit of a horses for course selection because I don't think Matt Tamua did much wrong in the second All Bucks test. Um, and Sakopi Kepu coming in at tight head, I think, is probably a good thing just to shore up the scrum a little bit. So I think uh, there's certainly no excuses in the, uh, from the selections uh, as to uh, this game. I think the Wallabies are giving themselves every chance, which is which is all you can ask. So yeah. let's just hope they can put it together on the field. I mean, if the, if the comments uh, of the post today with the team and it was anything to go by, I think everyone was kind of singing its praises and pretty happy. I guess maybe the Gill thing, the Queensland contingent. I know, Timsy, you don't see, uh, you know, the, the colours of the jerseys, but I think a few people maybe do. Oh, having said that, it is Shats coming in, right? Shatsy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. But uh, having said that... Queensland's favourite son. I mean, I think that's interesting. Look, I, I agree with you, Baba. What I like about the swap of 10 there, I mean... Uh, Quade Cooper is um, he's played the box nine times and won seven and actually in, in the seven starts he's had he's won seven so he's got a pretty damn good record um, against the box for whatever reason I, it reminds me a little bit about um, uh, you know Matt Gitto he always looked good against the box didn't he he always knew how to um, find a gap against those guys um, I, I like I hope it is that it's horses for courses because I think you know to, to bone Matt Tamua, after facing the you know the hardest team in the world um, for two games, and especially the second game, wasn't like it was a disaster. I think would be a bit harsh, but I I like to read into that. Actually, it was a bit of more of a like you say, horses for courses, and kind of swapping that thing around. So I think that's okay. Um, I also like Jesse Mogg. Okay, fine, going to the bench. He's still in the squad. He's still going to get probably get some game time. Um, I like that as well. I don't think you know just because I think. People talk about his shockers. I don't think they're as bad as people said. And I, and, and again, that they're two hard tests to come in against. I mean, what the third one was against the Lions. I mean, you know. So I think you know for him to get more time is good as well. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know he he had a it was a bit probably a bit gun shy after that final where he made mm-hmm. those couple of mistakes. Then to make your debut against, well, he didn't make his debut. Uh, to but to come on mm. like that uh, with um, you know against the All Blacks. Confidence probably wasn't as high as it could be. I think that this probably gives him a good opportunity to uh, come and see it's not that bad and that he can actually be himself. And, mm. you know, the game that he was playing is what got him picked, so keep on playing it type, type sort of situation. The game's not going to be in the balance when he comes on, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I can see this being a very different game and maybe even game plan against the box. Um, I've got, I'm hoping, I've got some video analysis put aside uh, coming out tomorrow and I think it would really talk to why 
Cooper at 10 makes so much sense against them and um, and maybe even fall out at 15 for, for, for various different reasons. But the other one that probably makes sense, what I've been looking at for this video analysis, I looked at the box last game in Mendoza against the Argentinians and um, the Argentinians absolutely blitzed the box at the breakdown. Um, they had a couple of big back rowers who, rather than trying to get on the ball, just kind of did that whole thing of bulldozing over it and it really worked. So I wonder if... Um, Lynx kind of watched that and thought, you know what, we could give that a go ourselves. The box weren't committing a lot of numbers at the breakdown. Um, so I wonder if he's thinking, you know, if I need to, you know, get Shatsy on there um, rather than like having another fetcher. Um, I wonder if that's what he's going for. Um, yeah, well, you're definitely going to get some mileage out of him. Yeah, for sure. Um, Barber, Keps, you sold? Oh, uh, look, uh, no. Um, but I, I don't think he's, he can do any worse than what Alexander did. I think a tight head prop situation has never been brilliant, but I mm. think Kep is probably the best scrummaging tight head we've got at the moment. Um, look, the Saffers are packing a mean, mean looking forward pack, and the scrum's going to be a challenge, but mm. I, I don't think it's uh, an insurmountable sort of uh, scrum. I mean, Beast and, and Yanni Duplessis are. You know they're not the world's best scrummages. That right. I mean, the shark scrum certainly wasn't tearing Super Rugby scrums apart like the Brumbies was. Yeah. Uh, so all the Waratah scrum for that matter. So uh, look, I, I think yeah, there's no obvious answer coming out of tight head, isn't there? There's a lot of loose heads floating around, but uh, tight head seem, seems to still be a bit of an issue. But yeah. I hope Kepu can do a little bit better than what Ben Alexander did in um, Wellington. Yeah. You know, I can say again, watching this. Um this match in Mendoza was actually the, the box gave the Argies a bit of a hard time actually in scrum time. Um, you know, doing the same sort of thing, getting that shove on as the Argies were looking to hook. So I hope we've got that short up because I think we could be seeing that problem again otherwise. Hopefully yeah. Wade's just been working on it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I watched Rugby HQ last week and I got to say it was kind of, it was pretty disappointing that, you know, they were kind of surprised that that might be a tactic. I mean, you know, it's like, what do you, what do you think people are going to do? So, uh, I don't know. Yet again, Aussie scrum seems to be caught short and um, crying foul. Um, they made a they made a pretty good point though about uh, calling the ball in. Mm. It uh, kind of gives them a leg up. Yeah. Excuse the pun, but uh, yeah. No, I, I get the point, but I mean, you know, I think the All Blacks, you know, they managed to kind of to to, to ride it, didn't they? So yeah. anyway, we'll see what happens there. Look, yeah, I, I think with this game, it's going to be like most South African games. We're just going to hold them in the forwards, and that's what we're going to aim to do. Mm. And then, um, and then we'll, we'll, our back line looks a lot better than the one that they're fielding. Um, you know, good settled centre pairing. The back three looks dynamite. I think that's you know I can really see. Hopefully, we can we can get a bit of space to use against them because I reckon with Cooper, Falau, Cummins, I mean James O'Connor. This is the best looking back line we've fielded for a long time. Mm. All right, mate. Well, look, I think what we could do with now actually is having a bit of a chat about what's happening with the Springbok team. And to do that, I've got just the man. Joining me now, all the way from Cape Town, uh, greenandgoldrugby.co.za's internet baron is uh, Joel Wynn. Mate, how are you? I'm good, but don't remind me of the COSA website. Oh, I feel so guilty. Haven't touched it in a long time. <laughs> that's, that's okay. I mean, I know that the people are crying out across South Africa. Um, but, um, mate, I went there. I went there to just check it out and uh, polish up 
my knowledge just for this you know for this chat now and it hasn't been updated since a quarter final in the 2011 world cup something must have happened <laughs> something got torn yeah it's just very funny <laughs> but I, I, can, I can i can give it a, i can give a little punt to a mate uh, who's running a really good in-depth uh, online magazine mm-hmm. called scrum.co.za mm-hmm. you guys should check it out it's uh, a little bit more than the uh, normal uh player interviews, and it's a really worthwhile. Oh, wow. Okay. Sounds like he's uh, ripping off uh, Green and Gold Rugby there, mate, you know, trying to get into the hardcore stuff. Absolutely. But it's a different model. It's not It's not a website per se. It's an online webzine. Ooh. So it's, go have a look at it. Ooh. Okay. Right. Just, type, just typed it into the uh, browser now and having a look. Ooh, Latest fancy. issue. Yeah, fancy. I see. Okay. Oh, so is this what yep. you do, Timsy, during our podcast? You're just browsing into it. I am... <laughs> I'm in dark and room focused on, you know, I've got pages of notes here that I'm trying to plow through. Mate, I, I didn't have a week off like you. So. <laughs> All right, look, let's go back. Um, Jolie, mate, what's been, where should we start? Why don't you start us with the, where, where are the box on their journey? They had a, a game, they've had two matches against the Argies, right? Absolutely dictum in the first yeah. game. Second game, not quite the same. What's the story there? Well, um, it, it's hard to say. I, I've, I've only seen highlights of the second match. Mm. Unfortunately, having two young kids I, who want to watch uh, Dora the Explorer at the time that the match was on, I didn't <laughs> get to see it. But uh, mostly what, what was really worrying me was the flooding of the breakdown. Uh, we just didn't seem to get ball to the back line at all. Mm. So that's something that the, I think they're going to be working on very hard this week to try and get right. Yeah. I, I also think that uh, as a group, our, our Lucys were nowhere, absolutely nowhere last week, where they were a tight unit the week before. Right. Was it the same guys? I mean, so I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised they've all been picked again into the starting 15. I think that actually, Willem Alberts in particular is looking like he's not at his best at the moment. I thought it was worth giving Sia Kalisi a crack in the yep. starting lineup. He's a, he's a brilliant hybrid flank in the kind of modern Richie McCaw mold. Mm. He can step over the ball. He's got pace. He's a really, really strong tackler. Uh, he really was looking to step up there and kind of having two hybrid flanks starting at uh, six and seven. Mm. Okay. In and fact, I'm kind of surprised. Can I carry on? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that uh, that Link hasn't done the same. I would have thought that a Hooper-Gill, uh, you know, d- double team would have been the, just the thing to kind of hit us and slow our ball down properly. Mm. Well, he's gone the other way. Gill's gone. Yeah, Gill's not even on the bench, so he's put. Yeah, Jack he's up twenty-two. Yeah, so I mean, he actually seems to be going. Yeah, exactly. As he ha- who's, who's a way. brilliant prospect. Mm. Yeah, it's a brilliant. Yeah, you know, Shaxx is a brilliant prospect, but I think that Gill's a really, really good player, and I would have thought that with Hooper and Gill, they're both really fast. You know, e- even if they're behind the offside line, or as a light as as uh, I like to call it, five feet in front of that, the midcoff side line, <laughs> you are. Uh, you can still you can still kind of get to our ball really quickly. Yeah. I would have thought that that would have been the trick. Yeah, and now, now but with that first game, I, I, what you guys scored in like nine tries. What went so right or what went so wrong for the Argies? I mean, were you guys that good or oh, were the wow. Argies that bad? Oh, I've got three words for you, Free Dupree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, he really uh, look how fast the ball was getting away from the base of the racks in that mm. game. He's he. He arrives at the rack knowing who he's picking out in his back line to get the pass. Yeah. So there's, there's no thinking at that point. It's literally just clearing the ball. 
And and is is, is he injured? Why why didn't he play in the second test? Uh, he can't play in the away tests in agreement with his Japanese team. And and this comes to a really big sticking point at the moment in South Africa is is that. The Saru and the Springboks are getting dictated to by teams like Toulon and the Wild Knights in Japan, etc., as to when and where they can play these players. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, not good. Um, okay, mate. So, look, uh, the, the team for uh, Bris Vegas has been released. Uh, any changes from – or have you – I don't know. Have you got it in front of it? Can you talk us through it? Sure, absolutely. Um, biggest change that everyone kind of is grumbling about on Twitter this morning is Zane Kirchner coming in at 15. Sideshow Bob uh, back. Sideshow Bob is back. Mm. And uh, look, he's not my favorite player, to be honest, but he's also not the worst player in the world. Mm. He's, um, he's very dependable under the high ball, and I think that's what they wanted to go uh, go for this week. They're, 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 they're worried that the you know Aussies are traditionally very, very smart about how they attack teams and, and they look for the weaknesses and they probe those weaknesses and they're going to, they would have been hitting the high ball up at Willie LaRue all the, uh, from all of you players. you got guys that can kick from nine to 12. Mm. Um, you know, Cooper, uh, Lelefano and uh, Genia can all kick the ball. And we would have seen a lot of uh, ball coming onto the 15 uh, with uh, Willie LaRue there to, to just to test him. Okay. So that's okay. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, sorry, I was just sorry. So that's so that's 15. Yeah, so that's 15. We got Willie Leroux moving to the wing where he plays for the Cheetahs, mm. and um, it's his traditional position. I, I also see Leroux as a real prospect for the for the Springboks, mm-hmm. whether it's at 14 or 15. I, I just want to see him vary his game. I don't want uh, you know, it's it's kind of easy for for you guys to to know what he's going to do when he runs up to the line. You know, his, his, his options are always to try chip the ball. And, and it's a good option sometimes, but if you just have a guy who's uh, sitting in front of him and, and another player, uh, you know, right next to him, you can close that channel legally and, and make him run around and make it just really easy for your sweeper to come up, clear the ball up, and, and, and then, then you're in broken play with James O'Connor on your team. You know, I'd, I'd take that every day of the week. Sure. Okay. And then uh, who's so? And who's uh, who we got? Is it Brian on the other wing? Yeah, Habs is back in his traditional number eleven jersey, uh, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, he's looking really sharp. Uh, I, I'd expect to see the ball kind of uh, asked to launch from nine and ten from Pinner and Stay, and a couple of bombs for him to chase up up and unders. Mm-hmm. You know, as we are occasionally tend to do from <laughs> <laughs> if we were to get <laughs> from yeah. time to time. Yeah. Um, and we've got Bismarck moving into number two ahead of Arjun Strauss, which is an uh, interesting decision because uh, I think Springbok play um, always is, is, is better when you have a captain in the forward uh, pack. Mm. We're, we're, all, we're, all, we're a traditionally forward strong team and Arjun Strauss kind of acts as the forward captain because you've got Jean de Villiers sitting at 12 in captain at the moment. Right. And you've put him on the bench and... and not vice captain, but Bismarck's a flipping machine and an athlete of note. Mm. But he's never going to set the world of, um, you know, uh, of, of of nuclear thermodynamics alive. He's yeah. a, he's a he's not the he's not the smartest guy in the world. You're saying Yanni got the, and the, Yanni got the, the the family brains there, did he? Well, 
Yeah, I'd like to say that, but <laughs> judging by Yanni's place, sometimes I don't know where those brains go. But, he's, isn't, he, but isn't he like a doctor? He's, he's a medical doctor. He is indeed. Yeah, or is he, he is like indeed, a, yeah. a, do, a doctor of Brawl War or something? Is it? Is a doctor? Yeah, of he, no, I, I think he's a I, South I African doctor, of... mate. They're, they're, it's not a doctor here. <laughs> are you going to? Are you going to stand for that, Joel? Are you going to? You going to take that? Well, I've been to Australia before. I know where most of your doctors come from. Most of them kind of speak like I do, especially <laughs> in Sydney. Fair point. Um, so, all right. So, so uh, we got Busy back, and um, yeah, he's a, he's one hell of a player, and um, yeah, quite an angry man as well. Um, what else? So, so are they the only changes from Mendoza? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We still got Ruan Pena. We we uh, how's this how's this for weird? In the weird world of rugby that, that we have at the moment, Ruan Pinar has more Springbok caps than Frida Priya. Jeez. Well, I mean, yeah. and, and free, yeah, uh, like you say, Frida Priya, I mean, what a what a blow that is not to be able to have him in there. So, um, And what about, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the kid with the hair. The kid. You know what I'm talking about. Patrick. Know, you know who I'm talking about. Lambie? No. Uh, Patrick Lambie. Yeah, him and also um, the other guy, Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> how is Pat, how is Lambie known for his hair? It's pretty <laughs> the good fact that he pretty, has pretty hair. lush hair, man. Yeah, he's got. He's got he's, hair. What about that other kid? They have you know, the hair. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he actually has hair. Some of us, Joel and I, are kind of a bit envious now. But yeah, so Lambie, yeah. Lambie, and um, Napoleon Dynamite. Where, where, what's happened with those guys? Who's Napoleon Dynamite? Jan Serfontaine? Is no, the guy who plays fullback sometimes and uh, Sideshow Bob. No, fullback, fullback or centre. You know the guy with the big boot, the drop kicker. Oh, Francois, Francois Stein. Yeah, yeah, oh, Francois Stein. Yeah, yeah. I see the uh, you, you can't make up a nickname on the fly and not fill it. Yeah. When he had that stupid long hair, it was Napoleon Dynamite, and he he kind of used to sulk Napoleon? as well, like a teenager. Sorry, you're overruled, mate. That's not a nickname. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> denied, denied. That's who he is to me, anyway. Um, <laughs> but look, that that aside, where are these guys? I mean, are they dropped off the planet or what? No, no, Francois is injured. Um, we've got okay. Pat Lambie and, and Jan Serfontaine on the bench at the moment. Both of them are fantastic okay. prospects. But yeah. like With we've done hand. in the past, we don't know where to play Pat Lambie. We, he's a 10, he's a 15. No, he's not. He's a 12. Mm. So... We really need to stick with this kid, and and I don't know if you've seen him for the Sharks. He's played when we had Frederick Michelak there for the Sharks. He was playing 15. Then they made a promise to him. Um, um, John Plumtree made a promise to him that he was going to play him at 10. Played him at 10. He was, you know, he struggled a bit, and and now he's sitting on the bench behind Warne Stein, which I can understand as as you know, Heineken May is not a stupid man, and and Warne Stein's been in great form. He really has. Mm-hmm. He's not the world's most a brilliant distributing full um, fly half. Mm. But he kicks that ball through the post every single flipping time. And he's just dependable. And you've got John de Villiers on the outside who can create space. So it's, it's, it's understandable that he's there. I, I just like to see Lambie getting a shot at, at 10 for more than five minutes at the end of the game. Mm. And where's, so where's box sentiment with, uh, with Heineken at the moment? Is everyone, or is everyone just scared of him like me? Um, you know, no. is, 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 is are people happy? Uh, is he got a? Is he out of the honeymoon period yet? What's going on? Well, I, I think you, you know 
you're onto a losing wicket if you're the park coach. Everyone hates you, no matter what you do. Yeah. You know, everyone, like if you're a Sharks supporter, there's not enough Sharks in the team. If you're a, if you're a Stormers supporter, there's not enough Stormers. And unfairly, he's been labeled as, as, as favoring the Bulls. Mm. And I just don't think that's true. Let's just give a quick count over here. We've got one, two, three, uh, four four bulls in the starting 15 this week. So it's not, it's not fair to just label him as a bulls favorite. Uh, he's, uh, he's doing a good job. He's got a 70% winning record at the moment in his second year. He, he took over a team in disarray with a lot of people retiring after the De Villiers era. I, I think that he's putting together a really good squad. Mm-hmm. Look, look at our reserve bench. Our reserve bench is pretty damn strong. You know, you've got guys coming into the, um, into the game at 50 minutes, who can actually genuinely add something and who could even be better than the player who started, just yeah. with less caps. Okay. So, I mean... Yeah, um, I mean Joe, well, well, can, I, can I quickly ask a question, okay, Matt, yeah. uh, if that's okay? Um, are you a bit sure. concerned about the preparation of, of the team, considering that Mornay and Brian Habana and a few others have had flown to France to play in, in, uh, in the top 14 last week and, and now having to fly, you know, make a painstakingly long flight to, to Australia after, after that game? It, it's not great, but you know what? Man up, this is the realities of modern rugby as it stands. And, you know, as, as a coach, you should be planning around it. You should say that because you've played on the weekend and, the other, and this other guy hasn't, I'm going to start you. Uh, well, I'm, yeah. I'm going to step you down, mm. you know, and, and, and say to you, sit on the bench and come in at, uh, for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just from my, I mean, my perspective, that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm a little bit confident about Saturday because I think the box preparation has been a bit disjointed, and you've got players, blokes in all corners of the world, uh, where, where we hopefully have been, you know, sort of in camp, and or we've, I know, McKenzie's given the players the week off, but certainly uh, we can hopefully be a little bit better prepared than maybe the box might be. Yeah. Look, I, I think you've got more than just a little reason to be confident. I'm, I'm favouring you guys going into this game as well. I really am. I think that the the Wobblies are really hungry to give Link his first victory, and, and this is a game that they would have targeted to do it. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about you know Henneke being at a seventy percent winning record. I mean, we're currently at a twenty percent um, winning record for this year. I mean, obviously Link is at a zero percent winning record. So um, yeah, I mean, I, you're, if there's a hunger, you're right. Um, but look, I know you I know you're a busy man, um, and you've you've got to get on. Um, Anything else we need to know from South Africa or we can just... Oh, I can give you 10 more minutes. Oh, yeah, you're right? Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm, I could, you know, I, I just know you're a busy guy there um, holding up the ad industry in, in, in South Africa. Um, <laughs> so as far as the weekend goes then, um, so that's, that's where you are, um, Joel, as far as you think we're going to kind of cruise in there. Uh, where, where do you see... How do you think we're going to do it? What you, I mean, you were talking about, you know, high balls and stuff a minute ago. What What are you fearing you're going to see from the Wallabies um, on, on Saturday? Well, my main fears are uh, the breakdown. Mm-hmm. And my second fear is the 13 channel with JJ Engelbrecht, who has who always, in almost every game, runs out of position uh, as a kind of... He's, he's young, he's keen, he runs out of position, he's at least a couple of feet forward than where he should be in terms of the defensive line. And you've got Ashley Cooper running straight at him with 
uh, you know, O'Connor on the one side and Falau on the other side, if he's running at him with the ball in two hands, uh, JJ Engelbrecht is going to freeze. Mm. And you've got two of the best finishes in the game on either side of, of Ashley Cooper. Yeah. Now, I, I think it's interesting you say that because uh, one of the things, like I say, I'm hopefully going to re- release this um, uh, analysis tomorrow, but one of the things I noticed is you guys have got a really kind of uh, condensed uh, defensive line there in, in sort of mid- midfield, and it really exposes mm-hmm. especially like the, the defender at 13. Um, yeah. And, and, you, and you can see some real space there between him and then the winger as well. And uh, and they and they seem to be hanging back a bit. And I, if you know, I, I just kind of like you, exactly as you were saying. I would think you know uh, between O'Connor, Ashley Cooper, and Falau, there's a lot. You know, especially with Falau at 15 and able to kind of bring him in wherever you want in the line. You know, I, I think that's going to be quite dangerous. I'd hope we can exploit that, especially with Cooper's longer pass there. Um, I hope we can exploit that on Saturday night. So I'm with you there. I'm I'm hopeful that we 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 see something. Um, you know, what about up front? What, what do you think is going to happen in the forward battle there? Uh, the forward battle is very in- interesting because what happened, I think, okay, so in the last, in Bledisloe 2, Simmons had a shocker uh, and in my opinion probably should be dropped to the bench but with Kane Douglas being promoted ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And we did that. Uh, Jean-Dre Kruger had a nightmare last week against the RGs and he's been dropped to the bench ahead of, uh, Flip Fun- uh, with Flip ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have two real big uh, units uh, locking in the scrum for us in Etzebeth and Van der Merwe. There's a lot of strength there. I- I'd look for us to exploit that as much as possible, really just kind of smash that scrum backwards as hard as we can and, and hope that uh, you know, your guys start raising the ire of the short little Welsh hamster known as, uh, uh, what's his name again, the, the ref for this weekend. I think it's George Clancy, isn't it? The Irishman. No, yeah, Clancy. it's George. Yeah. Is it Clancy? I thought it was... Um, what's his name? Uh, Owens. Yeah, Nigel Owens. Nigel Owens, assistant referee two is Glenn Jackson. Uh, yeah, but George Clancy's got it. He's got the whistle. Okay. So if Clancy's got the whistle, yeah, not so bad. Because I know that uh, once you start raising, once you start, uh, raising Nigel Owens' um, ire... He can penalise you off the park. Um, Clancy, Clancy's a, a decent ref, but it's going to be very interesting to see his breakdown um, interpretation coming from the Northern Hemisphere. I, I think that the, the, that might be why Link is not playing his two fetches, is because he's worried that they're going to get penalised off the park. Mm. So um, then uh, Q and uh, Steve, what, what do you reckon? How do you, how do you see this going, Q? Oh look, uh, I think I think the Wallabies will win this one. I mean, history is certainly on their side. Uh, the the Springboks, since uh, sort of rejoining international rugby, I don't think they've ever won on the Eastern Seaboard mm. of Australia. Um, their their only wins have come in Perth, Perth um, and Perth Fontaine, and, and yeah, even what, then they've did, only won a few there. Did they win that most boring fucking game ever at ANZ Stadium that year, or did oh, yeah. they lose that one? Good point. Good point. Uh, um, I was at that no, game. No but I one think can we remember won. that game finishing because I was actually else. there. I, I refereed. <laughs> you woke up in the I stands. I refereed a uh, halftime game. All right. Oh, hello. Yeah, um, I know that was the high point of my rugby refereeing career. Either either way, um, yeah. I know, I know the, the Springboks certainly have a. Very, I know they've never won at Suncorps. So look, they certainly uh, have a lot against them, and and I think that um, 
I think the Wallabies should be too good. I, I think that it'll probably be around uh, 8 to 10 points. That's what I'm tipping the Wallabies by, 8 to 10. Okay. Um, Timsy? Wallabies by 50. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't know about that. No, I'm just, I'm just getting a bit excited again. Uh, you know, I've had the week of force break, and uh, you know I'm pumped to get back into it. I'm assuming the guys are as well, so yeah, we got this one. No worries at all. We got it. Okay. Some... It's my wife's birthday, and so they'll give this as a gift. Or... Uh, hooray. Um, okay, and uh, and Jolie, I guess you can, can you give me a, a number on it, mate, or not? Sure, I can. It's a Wallabies by four. By four, okay. All right, and um, well, good. Well, look, mate, good, good to talk to you again. Yeah, uh, sorry, my, my voice is trying to go. Yeah. Um, lovely to talk to you guys. Uh, um, I thought you were I just getting a bit emotional about uh... about the loss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, a but... couple of early injuries uh, to some key players for you guys, and it's all bets are off. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a bets are off. All right. Oh, that's a look at that. Hey, Fantastic, mate. Okay. All right, mate. Like, good to talk to you, Jolly, and we'll speak to you again soon, mate. See you, Jolly. Cool, man. I look forward to the banter on Saturday. Yeah, take it easy. See you, mate. Bye. So there we go. Um, all right. I think we're all in agreement that uh, we should do this one, which probably damns it. Um, just... yeah, you shouldn't take me on too much you know, heed because I've pretty much tipped the Wallabies for yeah. the last two games, and we all know how that ended. <laughs> Ouch. Um... Okay, any other news outside the Wallabies? I think uh, about the only thing I can think of is the masterstroke signing by the Reds. Richard um, Graham. I'm putting it all down to Richard Graham. <laughs> well, you're a Reds fanatic, Timsy. Uh, it's Lucky T they've signed up there. How's it going down? Uh, you were actually at the Reds Gala Ball. We should probably mention that. Um, yeah, I was. I got myself a little bit uh, dressed up for that one. And uh, is, it, is, it, is it true to say you were um, subbed a ticket by, you know, you know, by, by by dent of being the Queensland correspondent for Green and Gold Rugby, uh, I think that had something to do with it. Oh, that's I, absolute I, bullshit, absolute I, rubbish. Pre- you pretty come sure. on here, I, now I know why you come on here and spout all this pro Reds nonsense <laughs> every bloody week, and now I know you're on the take. You you got you know, your hands in the till. I'm like John you, Laws, aren't I? <laughs> You're probably kitted out in merchandise. You know, you're you're getting the free tickets. You've mm. you, you've gone you've gone native, mate. Look, I, I think it, we should, it, Matt. We need to can this, extract him. Is it merchandise <laughs> if you don't pay for it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you, yeah. So it was uh, a yeah, good, good night. night. I, I guess you know, free piss isn't always a pretty good night, isn't it? Oh, well, you know, I was on duty, so you know. I, oh, I think of course. You, I wrote up a wrote up a short, short little article afterwards. Um, mm. So you know, I, I've worked hard. I worked hard for my uh, couple of couple of uh, shandies that I had. Yeah, and so and ha- and how was the talk of um, Lucky Tea, if you can remember? The, yeah. It, well, if you if you if you remember, it wasn't announced yet. There oh, was a, okay. there were there was a whispers going through the crowd. I heard a whisper or two, but uh, sure. there there was a bit of uh, miscommunication going on with some of those whispers, and they may they may have been wrong. But uh, it's all come out after. There was no talk of a mark. We're all looking back. Yeah. This was, you know, the celebrating year that was. Uh-huh. And 2020 hindsight. Yeah, I mean, what do yes. you reckon there, Baba? Is that a, a, a major coup or a, a bit of a fizzle? Uh, look, I, I think it's got the potential to be very big for the Reds. I, I, I wouldn't be heralding it just yet because Lockie's been probably on the outer with injuries for the last couple of years. Yeah. But um, he, he has, you know, he's still 26. He's still very young. Is he and only 26? He, He's only 26. Yeah. It seems like he's been around he 12, forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but look, the, the thing, the other thing, the other aspect to this is, is from the Reds' perspective, 
they really needed a, a sort of a new face, a new signing, because they really didn't have much of before this point. Uh, you know, the Waratahs have brought in a few good signings, Rebels, Force, um, you know, the Brumbies have sort of kept the bulk of their roster, as they probably should have, but the Reds actually were, you know, quite a few net losses and not many gains. So um, having one in the win column, Lockie, Lockie Turner, is is a bit of a, a much-needed shot in the arm for them. And I, I just um, need to say that while we've been on this uh, podcast, guys, I noticed that Mr. Timms has been tweeting um, 10 minutes ago, five minutes ago, and now, just in this last minute, um, about in a conversation about Metallica. <laughs> well, there you go. Look, I think we've we've discovered tonight, not only is he on the take from the Reds, uh, no, so hang on, hang on, hang on. Can't be trusted. He's tweeting. He's not focused. Oh, look, I, I think uh, you're, I think, you're uh, taking you're taking everything out of context because there was more than right. just tweets about Metallica. Mm. There was also the ones about uh, trying to get Binzi and DK for the bar bars trending. So if we can if we can get that going, everyone needs to tweet hashtag Binzi and DK for bar bars. It's a nice short little hashtag, easy to get out there, but it would mean the world to a couple of people I know who would like to play hashtag. For yeah. Hashtag Tom, Tom to resign. <laughs> hashtag hashtag oh. Bo Tim's. Who, uh. who, who is Tim? Who is Binzi? Binzi is Bo Robinson. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, oh, he deserves a bar bar. He does. Yeah, he does. Him yeah. and DK are for the bar bars. It'd be great. Classics. Um, right. When, yeah. when are the bar bars playing? Yeah. Who who are, who are they playing? There'll there'll be a game on the end of year tour. I'm sure they're playing Fiji. Oh, bar bars against Fiji. That's all right. That's great. That's crazy. They'd love that. That is craziness. DK ripping in against Fiji. Oh. Fiji, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be good to see. Um, all right, boys. Uh, I think we've pretty much done it um, tonight. It's um, fast and furious for us, which is <laughs> just which is for... like the, the Wallabies game plan. Just exactly. Yeah. I spoke to I spoke to uh, Jim Jim McKay, and that's that's what that's what he told me on Friday night. He said fast and furious. Okay. Yeah. I like the sound of that. I want to see some of that. Um, so yeah, hopefully we're going to be having our next podcast. Um, a, I, in in the afterglow, in the afterglow. And look, I don't want to promise too much, but both Timsy and I have been in conversation with Wallabies management. And, um, we think we might have some big names on in the next couple of podcasts. What, what, what what? did you say? Names? Yeah. Not that, Joel Wynn isn't a big name. In South Africa, he's, he's huge, huge. Um, quite literally. Bigger, bigger than Buck is, they say. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, we might have um, a few heavy hitters uh, from the Wallabies camp over the next couple of weeks. So don't give up on us, baby. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, look, the, the other thing I'd say to look out for is you might be aware that we have um, a sponsor in the, the – I think it's the best beer I know going, which is McLaren Vale. Um, the pale ale they do is absolutely a rip snorter. Um, we've got a few little competitions coming up. So can you imagine this, Tim Zinhue? How would you like for your club to win 100 schooners Ooh. of McLaren Vale beer? that sound all right to you? Would you, it, could you guys go with that? Is it okay if the, the club is the Steve Tim's rugby union football club <laughs> no it would need to be a fair income club with oh, um, right, okay. you know with a bar and tap and if you don't use a club um it could be a pub um right, so if, if you know a pub and they're happy to put a keg on for you um i.e a free keg um then that, that could be coming away anyway keep it keep your eyes out so um there'll be a little competition brewing there oh, see what i did there just in time for uh brewing. Brewing. Oh, we're into sydney club rugby finals the shoot shield 
is uh, coming to the business end. Also, the Sydney Subbies Rugby is in its finals with my mighty Kings fourth grade going around this weekend against Barker. So it's uh, are you in it's the hunt? all. Are you still uh, the Kings Force in the in the hunt, mate? Are you still the Kings Force? Yeah, they're in the the, the uh, If we win this week, we're into the grand final. So uh, I'm I'm crap. I'm water boy, the proud water boy after uh, after. Rooting my arm mid-season, oh, yeah, but cool. uh, yeah. inspirationally helping the side. So, I'm uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, we've also we've also got the uh, Queensland Premier Rugby final yeah. this weekend out at Ballymore. Back to Ballymore, big thing, big thing out there. You know, the Bundy bars open, the hill, all that sort of stuff. Oh, Who's playing? Uh, Jeeps and East. So it'll be a Tigers victory for sure. Get on out there, get yourself a uh, sausage sanger and a beer. Take a picture of it, send it to us. We always like that. Share it around. Good stuff. Um, Otherwise, look, thanks everybody for downloading, listening, streaming, whatever you've done. We we appreciate it. Thanks, boys, for coming on. Pleasure. Good to talk. Remember, hashtag Binzy and DK for Barbara. Oh, shut up. Um, (laughs) I'm sick sick of this this unprofessional attitude. No, look, it uh, it was good good podcast. Let's, Let's, yeah. Yeah. Once we shed a bit of dead weight, I think we can really take this somewhere. It was tweet. It was tweet. Don't say that about Joel. (laughs) 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 All right, boys. Good to talk to you, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Pleasure, guys. (laughs) See you.